Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome to the end of the season, officially, for the <laughs> New York Jets. <laughs> uh, we lasted till week, what is it, like 36 or 37 of the 2022-2023 season. Um, you know, if you're a Jets fan, if you're here right now, you know, welcome back to hell. Uh, we had hope uh, going into the season. Uh, as Greg so eloquently has been saying, we should have just started tanking from there. Uh, we had false hope. The season has been up and down. Uh, we had rainy Sundays almost every single home game. Crazy. Uh, actually, unbelievable, except for like the first one, which we, we had the torn Achilles. Uh, we had a couple torn Achilles on this team this year. We tried to fire half the, 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 the coaching staff and the GM because we didn't bring back a, a, a third-string quarterback in here, lose another draft pick. Thank God we didn't end up doing that. Uh, looks like we have some things to discuss here. We'll get at the end of this episode of like our own free agents, like Becton and Huff, what's, what's going to happen there. We also have some coaching staff to discuss, some quarterback issues maybe, some offensive you know, I guess trials and tribulations and how it went and where to go from here. But, yo, honestly, it, it sucks that we're here. And maybe I should have, you know, I listened to my own words when I said after the Atlanta game, that was the line, you know, in the actual sand. If you, lo if you lose that game, it's absolutely over. I had a little bit of tiny, tiny hope if we just beat the Dolphins. But, man, Greg, that was an absolutely embarrassing, embarrassing game. Versus the Miami Dolphins, way more embarrassing than the fail Mary, which was on national TV in front of everyone. This was way more. They did not show up. I mean, it was, it was, it was really bad to watch. And watching a hard knock, watching McDaniel's calling that one play drive with Waddle touchdown, just absolutely embarrassing. Yeah, that makes me question everything. Uh, we have fan fiction to get to. We got a lot to get to. So. I'm just going to alley-oop it to you, man. I know you've been saying this for days. I know you're mad about the Texans' win because now it affects our, our you know, our draft stock. So what, what, what are your thoughts right now before we kind of uh, do some therapy here? Jets therapy right before Christmas. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm nervous that we're going to win against the Commanders. I mean, we lose to the Commanders. We're looking at the third, third pick, fourth pick, fifth pick depending on how other teams win and lose, we beat the Commanders. Uh, it's very tough to have a top-five pick at that point. Um, and we need it. I mean, we're going to need to draft. We're either going to need to trade down from a top pick, which would be incredible if that could happen, if we can trade down from the first or second pick down to the fifth pick, pick up some capital because we're losing some capital because of Rodgers and other things. So it'd be nice to do that. If we can't do that, it would be nice to take the best tackle available uh, in the draft because chances are Marvin Harrison Jr. is going. Marvin Harrison Jr. would be a very nice piece to add to this offense. But I think after this play that you've seen from this offensive line, really for the last two or three years, I mean, Joe Douglas is brought in here and touted as an offensive line in the trenches. Him and Robert Sala love the trenches. You have to win the trenches. You have to do the trenches, the trenches, the trenches. This offensive line has sucked every year since Joe Douglas has been here. There has not been one good season of offensive line play from this from this unit. So it has to be a fix. It has to be addressed. And I, you know, I think it starts with the draft. I think it gets complimented to free agency. And uh, 
Yeah. I mean, it would just, it would just be very, very Jets of the Jets to beat Washington and land with the eighth to 12th pick in this upcoming draft because it seems like we're there every year. All right. So, you know, right away with the Joe Douglas thing, he does definitely deserve criticism for how it ended up, but he definitely has been addressing it. Like, think about it from day one, right? He remember he paid Ryan Kalil, right, to come out of retirement, paid him eight million, right? He addressed it. It just it didn't work out. Like he he paid Lakin Tomlinson, who was an all pro, right, to be left guard. It just didn't work out. He got ABT, yeah. uh, who was amazing. He, he just he swung and missed a lot. I agree with you. Yeah. The problem is yeah. that he's, he just keeps swinging and missing. Like you have to hit some of these. I need a grounder. I need a ground rule double somewhere. I need something to the warning track to get me excited here. We got absolutely nothing. Like Mackay Becton's probably gone. AVT's hurt every year. Like the Tomlinson is the last year of his deal. Like coming out of this season, we have literally nothing at offensive it's just, line. It's just Tipman. Get come on. Let's let's at least let's talk Tipman. Tipman was a draft pick. Uh, JMS is looking good as well. Uh, and he's he's you know in the other stadium. So let's let's stick with Titman and let's talk right now a little bit about you know the doomsday Jets scenario, right? So we have I'm off I'm still in the in the playoff predictor, but for n- no longer to be in the playoffs, right? I'm in here now to see where the Jets could end up, and there yeah. is a way here for the Jets. They do still control their own destiny because if you the Jets fall out of the top five in draft picks, it's a disaster. Right? Yes. We have. Caleb Williams and Drake May in the top two. I feel like Jaden Daniels is sneaky to, to you know to come in, but there's two tackles. There's Marvin Harrison, and then there's Brock Bowers, a tight end from Georgia. Right, like that's that's really it for like the top top pieces. If you yep. bounce yourself out of the top five and you end up with the the top six, where the Jets always are, I feel like the Jets are always at the sixth pick for some weird reason. Sure, it's going to be a disaster. But man, you really think the Jets with Trevor Simeon and Brett Ripon are going to end up beating a football team scoring touchdowns? We're going to score touchdowns now? It'd be just very Jets of them. Like, it would be very Jets of them to lose to Atlanta and beat Houston. They did that already. It'd be very Jets of them to get blown out by Miami. Happened already. It'd be very Jets of them to just mess around and beat the Commanders and then beat New England in the last game of the season for absolutely no reason. All again, just to for nothing to be the tenth to twelfth pick. Like, what are we talking about here? What up, Marissa? Marissa does doesn't care. (laughs) Marissa's in the chat. Doesn't care for tight ends right now. The Giants, her team is actually in our way right now, right? Because we beat the Giants, and if the Giants lose, they're actually going to be in our way. When we talk draft pick, if they win, they still have a chance at the wild card here. So be great. (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Terod Great Taylor futures. and Mr. Uh, Waller coming back. The Giants are still, you know, in alive here. So we'll get to that. You know, you can check that out on Winning Picks Weekly. We talked about the Giants a little bit there. But, yo, sticking with this, right? Say the Jets lose to Washington. Let me ask you, because I'm the crazy Jets fan. I'm the one that's always looking, you know, way too far in the future. You what do you want to have? Yep. I'm a lunatic. I got it. Where? I mean, I'm the one with Washington Jets tickets right now. Row one. I don't know what to do with them. I can't, I'm not going to the game. It was supposed to be for Rodgers in the playoffs, the last home game. I can't make it. I don't know what. No one's buying the tickets. I'm I know. so happy. Just real quick. I'm so happy that I don't have to listen to you absolutely delusional fans talk about Aaron Rodgers coming back anymore. That is oh, yeah. such. Oh, oh, it's it just the timeline is so much nicer on Twitter right now because of these delulu people out here talking about, oh, Aaron Rodgers. It, 
if two we, months of recovery, he's going to come out here and play against Washington and be good. Okay. If the Jets had beaten Miami, I would be screaming my head off right now about Aaron Rodgers. But that's neither here nor there. Let me ask you this. Do, you, do we think that we could get up to the third pick where Arizona only has three wins, or do we yeah. just want or do we just want Chicago to lose? You know, and like, do we think that Arizona could lose two games? Is my question, or do we just want to get ahead of Chicago? Right, like that. That's where I'm asking. That's where my my brain is here. Because when I'm doing the playoff predictor, we play the Commanders, we play the Patriots. Right, those those two losses could get us up. If Arizona loses. Arizona wins two more games, right? Including Chicago and one more. We could end up at the three spot, even two, if we're being crazy. Like, is that, am yeah. I being too much there? Or am I, should I just be happy with a four or five pick? Let's just get one of the tackles. Man, if we get the fifth pick, like, just let's just imagine a scenario Caleb Williams, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr., and then the two tackles. Like, that's, those are, those, those are the five. It's possible it could even be four. And we could be with Marvin Harrison at five. Is that a doomsday scenario? Like, is it over if that happens? Like, I'm just curious. But just so I know where I stand right now before I. What do you mean? Is it over if that happens? What do you mean? Like, is like, did we just did we ruin our draft? Because there's no more tackles to take up there, right? There's no, there's no. I mean, we're not taking Jaden Daniels up there because Aaron Rodgers just said he's staying for two, three, four, five more years or whatever, according to Salah. Yeah. Like what? Is it basically the whole season a complete wash? Is it has it been an absolute disaster if we're not top five? Like I need to know that right now, sitting here, December 30th, 21st. Um okay, I'm looking up a couple different things now. Mock draft twenty four. Because Greg, like you mentioned Becton at left tackle, he's gonna be gone. We have no right tackle, we know that. We have a we have at least two guards signed for next year, we at least have a center for next year. But we, we legitimately do not have tackles. No. No, I think I think I think there's more than just one tackle available. Two. Looking, at, looking at this stuff, I think there's a couple tackles available. The Penn State <laughs> one, and then the one from Notre Dame. Yeah, those are the top two. There's a kid uh, from Oregon State's pretty good. Yes, kid from Alabama is always good. You know what I mean? Like, there's a couple guys here that are in that top ten area that I'd be okay with. Um, so yeah, I mean, can we be a top five pick? Yes, we definitely can. Arizona. Like you said, they play the Bears this week, so that would be huge. We need Arizona to win that game. Then they play the Eagles. Tough, but again, Eagles have not been good. I don't know what's going on with the Eagles. Devonta Smith on the, the injury. The problem is, Greg, if Arizona football. wins that game, Chicago might not win. And if they if Arizona wins and beats Chicago and then doesn't win another game for the rest of the season, and then Chicago doesn't win a game for the rest of the season, now Arizona and the Bears are ahead of us. That's what I'm trying to say. That's no, what I'm asking not. about. The, Bear, the Bears are ahead of us right now. We're both tied with five wins. Yeah, but I think I think the way the strength of schedule goes uh, for the rest of the season, like the way I was put in, in my in my little playoff predictor, if everyone still continues to oh, lose, okay, the, the rest of the season a, stuff. I'm just looking at as as yeah. of right now. Yeah, they'd be okay. ahead of us if we lost okay, all so. the way. So my question is: Do you think Arizona could win two, or do we just want Chicago to lose one so at least we're ahead of them there? Let's just stick with the four or five and forget the top three. I That's want Arizona. I, I want Arizona to keep winning. Okay. All right. So you're delusional right now on the on the yeah, top so, five. So, well, I think Chicago can win a couple games. So Chicago, Chicago has they have the Cardinals, they have the Falcons, and they have the Packers. They're gonna be up and play the Packers. So yeah. whether three winnable or not, games, yeah, they're gonna try that. And the Falcons, they could Falcons could just screw around and score no points. Like you never know with the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. 
That's you true. never know. Chicago could win out for all I know. We need them to lose this week against Arizona because then the other teams that are ahead of us, again, New England, New England, we need them to win this week at the Broncos after that sideline fiasco with Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Obviously, things are not going well there. Um, the Bron- the Broncos looked hopeless last week in prime time against uh, Detroit. Then they have the Bills, which again, the Bills should kill New England at this point. But nothing's out of the realm of possibility with New England and the Buffalo Bills. And then we play the Jets. Like there's a chance the the Patriot the Patriots win two of their last. You say three we here. play the Jets. Are you we and the New England? Oh, Patriots I'm sorry. The Page, New England plays That's the Jets. That's disgusting. No, yeah. Disgusting. So again, they could get to five wins. Like we could be tied with New England, and we would have the tiebreaker going the wrong way for us because we've lost both games to New England this season again for the hundredth time. Yeah, I'm just, I, out well. I can't believe I'm okay with losing to Bill Belichick for the sixteenth time and have him ride out into the sunset in New England and go somewhere else. That'd be so annoying for the rest of my life. I could, we couldn't be Bill Belichick for eight straight years. That's ridiculous. Except for you know the playoffs that one time. Uh, but yeah, I would like that draft pick. All right, lose versus Washington because we can't score touchdowns. Defense is not going to be motivated. Special teams is still looking for jobs though. We have Justin Hardy, who's come back off injury, and he's going to be looking to play uh, sure. because he's looking for a new contract. I think he'll get it. We have Whitehead. Uh, we have, I mean, uh, we do have Whitehead, but let's, we're thinking about Morstead first. Uh, punting, he's still looking for a, a new deal. And Greg DeLeg. All three yeah. of those guys all looking for new deals. I think Hennessy is well, our long snapper. Um, so our special team is going to be looking to play. Our defense, we have Whitehead looking for a contract. We have Tony Adams still with the team. I think Ashton Davis might be uh, out. The The three corners are good. The defensive line and the linebackers are pretty much good besides Bryce Huff. And Carl also, we know, is gone. Yeah. On the offense, we, were, we talked about Beckton, right? Uh, and Randall Cobb a little bit there. Lazard is still here for one more year. My question to you is, what goes on? at the end of the offseason, just real quick, just because it's on my mind now. Are we going to franchise tag Huff? Are we going to let him walk? Are we going to sign for a bunch of money? And just real quick, I want to talk about the money because I want to like lob this up to you also. Everybody ups- everybody's upset about how Aaron Rodgers controlled, you know, quote-unquote controlled the Jets offseason moves, right? Because we have a lot of Green Bay Packers players or his friends and they ended up being bad, right? The... Long story short is the only reason we had money for those players is because he gave it to us. Yep. Like he literally handed us money to go get his players. Okay. So if it wasn't for his money, we'd have like minimum players, right? We, so he gave it to us. So that's why we were able to get his players, right? So I, number one, I think our salary cap is going to change next year. But also, I don't think it's a big deal that we had his players for one year. He was out, and then the you know the money that he was going to get anyways is gone because that was the last year's money anyway. Like everybody's on a one year deal, right? So yeah. I think that comes into mind when we're talking about this off season. So what do you think about Bryce Huff? Just with that in mind, a little bit. I think you got to sign him. I think he's just too good to let walk out. I think he's going to command top dollar, rightfully so. He's, he's absolutely incredible, and. You know, as a Jet, you got you got to eat that. Like, yeah, he doesn't play every down, but you still have to play him. You have to pay him every down money. He's just that good. Maybe he gets in more <laughs> next season because he's commanding so many dollars. But the point is, is that he's so potent and he's so effective 
because he plays the snaps that he plays. So, you know, I, I think just let it rock, let him do his thing. You know, I get that you want to pay, you know, you want your top earners to be every down guys like Q will just not how the jets operate. So you have to get over it. You have to come to terms with it and you have to get it done to let him walk. I think would be a huge mistake because then you're just relying wholeheartedly on Will McDonald, who I think is going to be great. I mean, Ulbricht talked about it this week's improved every week. He's been looking better and better. Got his first solo tack, uh, sack last week. I just don't want to rely 100% on him last year. One of the things that the Jets are very blessed with this season is just a lack of injuries to the defensive line. All of a sudden, Whoa. someone gets hurt. Seriously. The nose tackles killed like like Jefferson. Uh, yeah, out, uh, and, I mean it killed us. I mean it was, it was obvious as soon as they went down, we just we have no answer for nose tackles. Yeah, I was thinking more pass rusher, but yeah, that's true too. Yeah, the interior of the line definitely had some injuries and stuff. But we Jermaine Johnson was healthy all year. Will McDonald's healthy all year. Huff's been healthy all year. JFM's been healthy all year. Like these guys have just had a tremendous season. So. um it's tough. You know, Carl Lawson's going to be gone, but you know, obviously he didn't play too much, so it doesn't really make a big of an impact. It's not like you're going to be missing snaps there. I think you have to keep Huff. You got to keep him as, as much as it sucks because he doesn't play every down, and you have to not screw with it. Like, if you start playing him too much and his stats go down, like, what's the point? What are we doing? Yeah, I wonder if somebody like Chris Jones is going to actually hit the market, right? Because he was, like, a problem last year. He signed that one-year deal. Yep. Um, so maybe somebody like him shifts over, right, and wants to play with that this defense with and Aaron Rodgers on the other side. That's the type of like player I'm looking for, honestly. Like Hargrave, sure. right? He went from Philly to San Francisco. Look what he did, right? A player that nobody really cares about, but he's he's the guy. He's the kind of guy that makes a difference. So I think the Jets are look for just for you know, just for your eyes and maybe like if you're starting to look for uh, draft stuff, if you're just looking around the league for free agents, like we need a nose tackle really bad. Yep. We we need we need a free need a free safety really bad. Maybe that could be Whitehead. You know, maybe that could be you know re-signing Chuck Clark. Uh, but we'll see. There's a couple there's a couple players out there I kind of have my eye on. But we'll talk about that when it gets when it gets time. Right tackle. There's really only Jonah Williams right to add there. So it looks like we're gonna have to add a tackle in the draft. Right, left or right, maybe both. It looks like yeah. we're gonna have to add a nose tackle. We might have to add a safety, and that's assuming we add everything else. Like we re-sign. And we're gonna need a wide receiver, and that's again assuming we we resign everyone, everyone stays. Greg, do you have any thoughts about this actual game, or are you not even gonna watch it? What are your thoughts here? But dude, my thoughts are on what's going on at the quarterback position, because Aaron Rodgers, like be... Aaron Rodgers is active, but he's not gonna. So is he gonna be the QB three? I think he's gonna be the emergency. He's gonna be like the emergency quarterback. So then, who's the QB two then? I think it's gonna be Brett Ripon. Brett Ripon, okay. So, so Zach Wilson's out with an injury. I think, you think Zach Wilson's out with an injury the rest of the season. Yeah, listen, man. Can we talk about this for one second? Sure. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The Jets reporting has not 
been friendly to say the least to Zach Wilson at all. And it, yeah, I think the last straw was how it was handled when he got off the field last week. First, it was dehydration. Then it was a wrist injury. Then it's a concussion. And now we hear that he was dizzy, but he still wanted to come back. And now he's out. Is he even in concussion protocol? I mean, everything is a little fuzzy right now. So. Everything is that's so weird, man. Everything is so fuzzy there. Now his mom came out and and made a video to explain to us what happened. Things have hit absolute rock bottom with Zach Wilson. I think he's still going to come back next year. If as long as Aaron Rodgers is around, I think Zach Wilson is going to be around. I think he's going to stay next year. I agree. I think he could be traded. Uh, you know, at some point, I don't think that you know. I don't. I don't. I just don't think the Jets are going to cut him. So he has at least one more year. I can see. You know, for example, if this thing happened with the Vikings and then Zach Wilson was on our bench, I could see us shipping him to you know Minnesota instead of Josh Dobbs. Yep. You know, for a fifth round pick. You know that kind of scenario. So there's that part of the Jets reporting with Zach Wilson, and there's like the, the weird stuff with Ulbrich. Like you mentioned, Ulbrich. Like there has to be something said about. I mean, talk about fan fiction. You know, uh, one of our listeners, one of my really good friends, George, texted me like, does it seem like Ulbrich was the rat? Because all of a sudden, after Aaron Rodgers was talking about how all these leaks come out just so people could start giving you good reports and talking you up in the media for better jobs, all of a sudden, I'm hearing about how Ulbrich is going to get coaching uh, chances everywhere else. And it's just kind of funny because Talk about a defensive scheme that's getting eaten up by coaches before the play even starts. Like, we're so predictable on defense. Like, now you want him to be head coach? And right after the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers about the the reporting. So what are your thoughts here about just the reporting when it comes to Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson injury when it comes to Ulbrich? Or is that kind of fan fiction? Like, what's going on here with these Jets? Or is this just what rock bottom looks like when we haven't made the postseason in 13 straight years. Yeah, I think it's fan. It's all, I think it's all, it's fan fiction. I'm going to say it's bad fan fiction. It's kind of interesting. It's an interesting point. I don't think Jeff Ulbrich is giving up information about the Jets to write favorable articles and, you know, tidbits about him that he might get a job interview. I mean, well, just, just, I, just on that note, I mean, I like listen, yeah. It, it, it's it's kind of pushing the blame away. Like, look, the defense is great. The quarterback, you know, blame it on the quarterback on the other side, and on the same time, like, hype me up. You know what I mean? It's kind of like I don't, pushing I don't, the blame. I don't think so. Who would be interviewing a defensive coordinator for a defensive coordinator? So you think he's going to get a head coaching opportunities? Right? He's not. That's, what, go that's what these articles have been about. So the articles have been about. So a general manager is going to be interviewing him. I don't think there's a general manager in the NFL or any professional sport that would look at the jet situation and be like, I think the defense might be the problem. Like, I don't think they need these articles out there to put the blame on the offense and say the defense has been good. I think if you have two eyes, you know, and a brain, it's pretty clear that the defense has been good and the offense is the problem. Um, so like, again, to, for exchanging that type of stuff. But to me, I don't see where the value is for Jeff Ulbrich. If word gets out that Jeff Ulbrich's a rat and he's ratting out his team, he'll never have a coaching job again for his life. So, uh, you know, he'll be coaching a high school team if he's lucky. So I don't get why he would do that. Um, as far as, like, the reporting on Zach Wilson and being fair and all this stuff, like, yeah. I, I You know, I just think that these people just say whatever they want to say. I, I don't believe... 
I forget what the article or the thing was two weeks ago with Diana Rossini and Zach Rosenblatt. I'm blanking on what it is because that's how nothing of a story it was. Everyone went crazy about Wait, it. I think it was you don't believe you don't believe it at all. The the fact that uh, there was rumblings around the organization that he, he he was reluctant to play with his offensive line, and then especially after you see what happened with Miami, like he had a honestly he had a point. Like I I honestly believe it even more. And he was like, "Look, I was right. Like, of course I'm reluctant. Look." Like, look what I'm playing with. Like, I almost got killed on every single play. The story wasn't that he was reluctant to play. The story that was like he told Robert Sala he's not playing because of the offensive no. line or whatever it was. No, the entire the entire article that got like was like mis uh, appropriated everywhere was Zach Wilson is reluctant to play. That was the entire like sourced material there. We all took that and ran what with. How can you be reluctant to play? You don't want to go out there. You don't want to win. We're still alive. Aaron Rodgers could still get in there. How can you be reluctant to play? And we all gave him crap, especially me. Like I'm like, listen, if a quarterback is reluctant to play or any player on the team is reluctant to play, he shouldn't be on the roster, right? But it, at this point, Greg, when I see what happened with Miami, can I blame Zach Wilson for being reluctant to play? Honest to God, like you can't. Like you're being out-schemed before the play starts on defense and you're being out scheme before the play starts on offense. Like I also would not want to play. And that's a huge indictment on the coaching staff. As much as I think that Sala Douglas and Hackett are coming back and they've been saved by, you know, the lack of Aaron Rodgers Achilles. Like I, I, I now kind of take some blame back on Zach Wilson. Cause dude, he's a professional. Like he sees, he sees more that he sees what we didn't. He knew what was going to happen to him versus Miami. Before it happened. I mean, well, yeah, I get it. I don't think it takes a rocket scientist or a professional quarterback to realize that the offensive line sucks and your chance of getting hurt goes up every week that you're back there because it's the worst offensive line in the league. Again, the tweet from Zach Rosenblatt, the Jets want to make a switch at quarterback, period. The team is leaning towards Zach Wilson to take over, but he is reluctant to step back in, sources tell Diana Rossini and me. The team is hoping he changes his mind as they continue to discuss the next steps. To me, to me, that sounds like a conversation happened, and the team went to Zach Wilson and said, hey, we're thinking about going back to you, and him saying, hey, I'm reluctant. The offensive line isn't very good. I don't want to get hurt, and them are stepping back and thinking about next steps and trying to make a decision. That situation is completely made up and false. <laughs> that is not a real thing. If they reported... What may have happened is that the team told Zach Wilson, hey, you're starting this week. And Zach Wilson said, okay, coach, you got it. And then he turned to Tim Boyle and was like, fuck, man, like this offensive line sucks. I'm worried about getting hurt. Okay. That's not what Zach Rosenblatt tweeted. That's not what Diane Rossini reported. What they reported is that there was a conversation between the teams and the team is now not sure and they're <laughs> scrambling on what to do for the next steps. That is made up. That is false. So, yeah, again, like, yeah, Zach Wilson doesn't get favorable reporting, whatever it is. Yeah, because Diana Rossini and Zach Black are making stuff up. I get that their sources might have told them this, but just because your source tells you something doesn't mean you have to put it in print. You can think about it like a human being for two seconds and re think about what you're typing out before you tweet something or write an article. So, yeah, like, Zach Wilson gets bad reporting. To, to his point, that's another reason why I wouldn't want to stay around. I wouldn't want to be in the game because of the offensive line. I wouldn't want to stay around with the Jets because these people are just making up stuff. 
but he likes Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers sees the value in him and the ability in him to be good. So, yeah, I've been saying it for weeks now. I think Zach, Zach Wilson's back with his team next year. I think he's the QB three. I think we bring someone in to be the QB two because we can not repeat what happened this season. Um, a name that everyone seems to jump on, John. I want to hear your thoughts about it because to me, I think it's one of the most batshit things I've heard since Josh Dobbs. <laughs> if we had Josh Dobbs, we would be a playoff team. Is that we should go out there and sign Ryan Tannehill for next year? He should be our QB two. Are you okay with us starting the season with Ryan Tannehill at our QB two? Or if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, God forbid, and Ryan Tannehill has to start for four weeks, by week six, are we going to be screaming and yelling that Joe Douglas should be fired because Ryan Tannehill stinks? Because I can tell you, crystal ball, Ryan Tannehill sucks. So does, it matter how, does it matter how he plays this week for the Titans? <clears throat> no, it doesn't matter at all. He's sucked for six years. Whoever's tweeting this stuff for, with the Jets icon and his thing, I'm starting to think you're not a Jets fan. Like, what are you talking about? Our QB2 should be Ryan Tannehill. In what world? Is it 2014? I mean, the only pushback I'll give to and I, I see where you're coming from. The only pushback is, who is a better QB2? Like, that's the thing. When you look around well, the league, who is better? Like, who are you looking around the league? Like, no, you know what? Like, yeah, Tannehill, I don't want you here because I need X. Like, who is that guy? Because if, when I look around the league, there is no... QB2 that I'm dying for, except for maybe Minshew, but then like Minshew versus Tannehill, it's a coin flip for me. Like it's whoever's cheaper. That's crazy. For me, it's whoever's cheaper. Like if it's Minshew or Tannehill, like it's really all good, man. Whoever Ryan, could Tannehill, run the Ryan Tannehill got replaced by a rookie and his team got eliminated from the postseason. Gardner Minshew led multiple comeback victories for his team and they're on the cusp of winning their division. To say that they're a coin flip quarterback is. To me, absolutely insanity. All right, I mean that's fine. I, I, I to me, they're like what, like eighteen and twenty-two in the league, maybe. Like there's for me, it's not like no I one. I think is, Ryan Tannehill is like maybe top fifty in the league. I don't think Ryan Tannehill. You think like, Tannehill? Would you rather have? Would you rather have Tannehill or Wilson in, in an emergency situation? Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson every time. For me, that's also a coin flip. I don't know, like like, like Tyler Heineke. No. I'd and rather Gardner have Tannehill. I'd rather have ten. I'd rather have Tannehill over Heineke. That's crazy. And Zach Wilson he's over Heineke. If I'm being honest, he got replaced by a rookie. Yeah, no. But well, Levis is good, and they want to see what he they got. You know what I mean? There's, there's he, a. He well, won there's one a, game. I mean, there's a there's at least a question mark where like let's see kind of thing with him. Yeah. Like, he's in, he didn't. Get, he's not getting replaced by Malik Willis. Like they're like, oh, Malik Willis, Ryan Tannehill. Like, all right, you know, chill out. Like we're putting Tannehill in here. You know what I mean? So they had. They just drafted Levis. They want to see. Now yeah. he has an ankle. Like we have to put somebody in. Let's see Tannehill. We're not putting Malik Willis. If he's getting benched from Malik Willis on purpose, now now you have a legit argument with me because Malik Willis can't throw footballs. He can run very well and like you know kind of play around, but. Yeah, like that, that's quick, where I'm at. Before we wrap up, before we move on, because there, there's going to be plenty of time for us to talk about who should be the QB two next season for the Jets, who's going to be in the free agent market, who we're going to be drafting. Can we settle it now, here and then? Since I brought up the Zach Rosenblatt t tweet and the Diana Rossini tweet, can you agree with me that this is completely made up, or do you still think this is true? The part and again, it's the sentence. The team is hoping he changes his mind as they continue to discuss the next steps. 
that, that part is made up. That part, that part is made up. What the, I think that the actual legit sourced part that they're standing by is that Zach Wilson was reluctant to play. Right? I think that's 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 fact. That's a fact. And I got and I and I was pissed at that honestly. But then on Monday he came in and he was not reluctant to play anymore. He's like, bro, I'm playing. What are you talking about? I was just talking to Tim Boyle or whatever it was, or like you know, I, I but. Everything else is fan fiction. Like the team was scrambling. I don't know because if they were, if that was an actual, con- and I believe Salah in this one thing, when he came out Monday and he was like, "Listen, if Zach Wilson didn't want to play, I promise you, he wouldn't be here." Like I, I, I that was like the most real thing he's ever said. Because like on Monday, if Zach was like, "Oh, I don't know," it would have been like, "See you later, bro." Yeah, like good luck, shit, dude. You stink, <laughs> and now you're not sure if you're gonna play. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah, that the scrambling part, that's fan fiction. That's them yeah. adding to the article. But the, the quoted part, the source part, if you read the article where he was reluctant to play, sources said, I agree. Right. I, I 100% agree. I'm happy, and, I'm happy. As much as we disagree on this show sometimes, Sean, I'm happy we can find some common ground and agree. Yeah, there is, you know, there, there is a legit part here, but there's also, you know, fluff. Right? The fluff was to make him look bad, which is why Aaron Rodgers was pissed, which is why he said, and we came back to it on this show, right? There is yep. a leak here, and it is, you know, so you can be, you know, given a, a, a high credential in the media, and all of a sudden you're Josh McCown and you have a, a job, right? Yep. Like, you, and now he got fired, right? Because he stinks. He's just a quarterback, bro. Even though he's nice with the media and he's he's, yep. he's really cool, he, and you're hyping him up, right? Like all Jets fans are so upset that Josh McCown wasn't their coordinator. Right, that's all coming from the media. Like, where's yeah. that coming from? That, I, that Josh McCown's gonna be good. Like, you know, what I mean, I didn't make that up. Like, they're telling me that, and I'm just running with it because he's a nice yeah. guy. Like, so that's what that's why the Ulbrich thing is interesting, right? Boyle yeah. just got hired to another job. That's interesting. And I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I agree that Salah and Hackett and Joe Douglas have been saved by Aaron Rodgers' mouth and his Achilles. Right, I agree. They have to have a chance next year. They have to. It's only fair. As much as we don't like it, it of is only it is, fair. Because, dude, if we finish this season ten and six, we made the playoffs as a wild card. Joe Doug, they would be building a statue for Joe yeah. Douglas. He would get, he would get manager of the, manager of the year. Robert Sala would be coach of the year as a wild card. Yeah, if we made the playoffs be, with Zach Wilson. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So I agree. So they're gonna have another year, and hopefully Tomlin has another year in Pittsburgh, and that kind of aligns, right? So if Sala doesn't make, we'll just get Tomlin in there, and Rogers is apparently staying for ten more years. Who knows? Okay. Yeah. He was also coming back this season. So, you know, everything Roger says, I'm starting <laughs> to take with a big old grain of salt. On the other hand, they didn't mention the offensive line coordinators that came from Tennessee. Yeah. They didn't mention Olbrick. Yep. Uh, he mentioned him a couple times. Like, I like him, whatever. But, dude, I'm, and I'm, not, I'm not a defensive coach. And we can kind of end here, right? I'm not a defensive coach. But there's something to be said about being so damn predictable. Like, there, there, there has to be something. I know we're a good defense, but, dude, if the other team is figuring you out before the play starts, like, you are a kid in Madden who is getting abused. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Like, you know, yep. just for, like, simple terms. Like, you're just a kid. You're, you're call, I know exactly what you're going to call, and I'm going to own you on this play in Madden. Like, that's what's happening to our defensive coordinator. So... I'm starting to get a little worried about that. Like, I'm, I'm worried about we have to make some changes. Like, I, I agree that the top guy should say, but listen, if Ulbrich, if somebody wants him, dude, go ahead. Like, I know we have a good. Scheme. I think I agree. I think I agree the same thing you're saying there. Like, if he leaves, it's not the end of the world. 
if Nathaniel Hackett leaves, which I really don't think is happening, it's not the end. No, of the he's world. not. He's not. No, no, no. no. Yeah. I, I think the O line coordinator should leave. You have the worst O line in NFL history. Yeah. Which again, <laughs> I don't know if I can blame him. Like, who's the guy that you always to- you always point out? Chris Glazer. Yeah, like, dude. Like, <laughs> Chris Glazer was my right guard. That's yeah, all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Chris Glazer was my right guard. <laughs> like, yeah, like if that gets you fired, like them the breaks, kid. Like that sucks. Like, but. Chris Glazer was starting for you and you end up losing your job. Maybe if these guys stayed healthy, we could have had a good offensive line this year. But I'm the left side was healthy. On that. Let's be honest with you. Let's, let's be honest. The majority of the snaps, you had Becton, Tomlinson, and Tipman. Yes. The majority of the snaps. Yep. Like, the, the offense, worse than history, Greg. Now, we're not talking just bad. We're talking worse, like his, historic last, numbers. Last thing before, before we get out of here, because I know we said we're wrapping up three times now. Are we keeping Becton? Is Becton back next no, year? No, he's gone. Okay. Yeah, no, Becton's gone. But I really want to tag Huff. Yes. Just, he's not going to be happy. Like, maybe tag him and, and figure out the contract later. We're not going to tag the... We're not going to... The problem is, Greg, the, the franchise tags come with a percentage, right? The percentage of the highest paid player. So the high, the, then the, the worst part is the left tackle and the defensive end are two of the, the three highest paid positions in the league. Yeah. So it's going to be a high price. Yeah. But we can afford it because it's not going to be, you know, in our cap, the whole franchise tag away. You can go over like there. It, it's a nice at least one year deal, right? Just do it for Huff, man. Do it. You have to keep Huff. We, we're not going to we cannot pay or trade for another defensive end. We, no we can't. So we just keep just keep Huff, man. Just keep him for the franchise tag. He's not going to be very happy with you, but it's fine. Like just deal with it. And then honestly, you could pay him in two years. Like. At the end of the next year, you can pay him still. Like you saw, or you can win a me. Super Bowl and he moves on, and we're left with Jermaine Johnson and Will McDonald just in a bad spot to be in coming off a of Super Bowl. Exactly. And then we could also draft another player. It's not going to be the end yeah. of the world because we're going to be like, oh, we have nobody now. Right. What, we still more need- every, John, I hate to tell you, there's more defensive ends every year. More yeah, so I, round, I, there's, a, there's a defensive, there's going to be first round defensive ends this year. There'll be more next year. I agree with you. But we I want Huff. Take one later and not but pay want 40 million. Not as good as Huff, though. That's true. I want Hoff for one more year. Uh, I think Beckton's gone. I think Beckton's gone. Perfect. I do. I do think Marvin Harrison Jr. is a, is a question mark for this team, and I also think Devontae Adams and Mike Evans are too. But we'll get to that later. Greg, give me a score for this game. We have to. We have to get a score for Jets Washington. We've we've talked about it all this whole episode. Twenty four nine Washington. I like that actually. 32nd worst offense versus the 32nd worst defense. It's something's got to give here between this Jets and uh, immovable force versus uh, versus what, what's the, what's the phrase? Unstoppable force and movable object. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's unfortunately, I think I think the uh, Washington is coming away in the head of that. Like I don't think Trevor Simeon, uh, Trevor Simeon taking over the 32nd worst of the offense. I, I don't think you're going to be even the 32nd worst defense. So yeah, 24 nine. I think this one. That's not bad. I'm going to go 23-12, Washington. All right. That's it. Wraps it up. If you want tickets for this week, let me know. Mixed <laughs> yeah. chance, et cetera. We out.